studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Matt Eumanns and Vinny Maiulo. We finally have the NBA playing upon us. It starts tomorrow. For those of you who don't know, the seven will play the eight seed here. The winner of that game will advance to be the seven seed and the loser will have to play the winner of the 9-10 game that will also happen uh, East starting tomorrow. The Hornets versus the Pacers. The Hornets the 10 seed here. The Pacers the nine. Pacers are a three-point favorite. That game starts at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, 6.30 Eastern. Their odds to make the playoffs on DraftKings right now. The Hornets plus 450, the Pacers plus 320. Understandable. They're 9 and 10 seeds. They have to go through two games to get there. To miss the playoffs, minus 715 for the Hornets and minus 455 for the Pacers. What do you think of this matchup, Matt? Uh, not not a lot. Yeah. It's not a very intriguing matchup. The Pacers should be able to win that opening game, but then again, uh, it's not like the Pacers are the most reliable favorites at this point. So no. I think of all the play-in games, this one I have the least interest in. Of all four, wow. Yeah, I mean, both these teams, right, not in particularly good form when you look at it. Hornets, uh, losers, they lost nine of the last 12. Pacers lost uh, seven of 12. So, uh, And we know there's no, still no Gordon Hayward. Uh, for the uh, for the Hornets right. and Malcolm Brogdon still he's been out all month uh, doesn't we don't know if he's going to be back for this one either so let me ask you about the other nine and ten seed game the Spurs and the Grizzlies I was shocked when I was putting this together this morning to see that the Spurs actually sneaked in here uh, but the Grizzlies a four point favorite that game going on on Wednesday to make the playoffs the Spurs plus six fifty the Grizzlies plus three ninety so not a lot of hope there what do you think of this nine ten do you think any nine ten seeds could possibly make the playoffs and if one of them would. Which team could you see maybe sneaking in? I would say Memphis. If yes. uh, one team's going to sneak in, uh, that would be my pick. And you know, I'm not real optimistic about the uh, Grizzlies necessarily, but uh, I think that's the team that's got the the best shot. And mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, kind of like the Pacers. I believe they should win and cover in this uh, play-in game. But I like Memphis a little bit better than mm-hmm. Indiana uh, in the, mm-hmm. as the uh, – among the two favorites in those East play-in games. Right. Yeah. Grizzlies a little bit healthier, too, I think, at this West point. West play-in game. <laughs> Laying three and a half, taking four uh, with, the, uh, with the Spurs. Well, so seven, eight seed matchups. I know you guys were talking about health here. The Celtics, a one and a half point favorite versus the Wizards. That game tomorrow uh, to make the playoffs. Celtics are minus 625. The Wizards minus 500. Again, understandable because they just have to win one game here to get in. Who do you think is going to win this matchup? I feel like the Wizards have been on a tear. So I'm surprised to see the Celtics as a favorite. This is actually the one I do like. And this is the only playing game right now I think I'm probably going to bet. Is I'm looking to take the two and a half with uh, Washington. Wizards should be a, a highly motivated team at this point with uh, John. Excuse me, with uh, Bradley Beal mm-hmm. and Russell Westbrook. I almost said John Wall. He's been long gone, <laughs> but uh, with uh, Beal and Westbrook playing really well down the stretch. And uh, hey, the Celtics without Jalen Brown just aren't going to be the same team. He scored 24 points a game. I think the uh, ceiling for the Celtics is really low in this postseason. Yeah, Jason Tatum can carry you to a win, kind of carry you on his back to a win, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that uh, I'll go with your guy, Russell Westbrook, Danielle. I'll go with uh, Westbrook and Beal, that combination over Tatum, and uh, take the two and a half with the Wizards. I don't know if this number is going to get to three. I think two and a half might Mm. be the best you get. 
Interesting. We they, we opened one and a half. They took the one and a half. We went to one. Now it's uh, they laid one and one and a half. So it's been all Celtics this afternoon. Interesting. Game sits at two. Still, uh, Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart are also questionable for the uh, for the Celtics. And to Matt's point, you're talking about a Wizards team now. Last 23 games, 17 and six straight up, and they covered. 17 of those games. So what do they call that? Getting time. hot at the right time? That's yeah. Timing is everything. Well, great season for Bradley Beal, obviously, and Russell Westbrook. If we look at the other matchup here, Lakers and Warriors. I can't believe we get to see this in a play-in game. Adam Silver must be stoked about this. Lakers are four-and-a-half-point favorite. That game going on on Wednesday. To make the playoffs, Lakers are minus 5,000, but to miss them, 12-1. to 1. Any shot that mm. happens? I would say <laughs> anybody going to no. be so bold as to say no Lakers. No Lakers. Lakers are going to uh, be uh, they're going to go on. This is a good game. I mean, we did open at six and a half with, with uh, the Lakers being healthy. It's down to four and a half. But uh, this will be this game tomorrow night will mm-hmm. be extremely well bet. I mean, I don't think that's a secret given it's it's the Lakers and the Warriors, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, a 7-10 Pacific start. Oh, Let me tell you something. Playing or not, mm-hmm. it's a playoff game. And uh, from a business standpoint, we love these playing games. It's going to be bet like a playoff game. And uh, you say any shot. Yeah, there's always a shot. But I still think when healthy, the Lakers have got to be the favorites to win the West. The East Coasters are going to have to stay up late for that one. Stick with us. More coming up right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Happy Monday. Danielle Alvari here at the VSIN studio with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. Great docket for guests today. We're going to have Jeff Davis from Circa Sports. We have Randy McKay, professional better, and also Tim Neverett, LA Dodgers play by play. Also happens to be the father of our producer on the show today. Yeah, it was tough to book Tim on today's show. Yeah. Uh, he took a few days off from the Mason Dodgers. The hole, luckily. Come over to uh, Vegas for a few days. Uh, so he's not going to be calling the D backs Dodgers game tonight. He's going to be in studio with us here in hour number two. That's uh, Tim Neverett. And like you said, the first hour, Jeff Davis is going to join us in a couple minutes, Vinny. Yep. Big week for golf and hockey. We got the PGA, the second major of the year, mm-hmm. up at uh, Kiowa Island in uh, South Carolina on the Ocean Course, which is going to be. Uh, a very challenging layout, the longest track in major tournament history uh, this week. And then uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, obviously, to uh, talk about with Jeff Davis, too, of Circus Sports. Randy McKay is going to be in to talk hockey as well. Randy is sitting out gambling in the South Point Casino as we speak. Don't disturb him. Let him gamble. <laughs> he's he's the, sh- he's the casino guy. <laughs> he's a sharp gambler. That's right. He he's a sharp work. gambler. A right? Hey, let's talk NBA. Danielle yeah. teed us up on some uh, NBA playoff discussion there. And we have the lines out for the play-in tournament mm-hmm. in the East and the West. And, uh, Vinny, there's no doubt what the uh, marquee game is here, which one's going to be bet. I, I actually would think the Warriors-Lakers game on Wednesday night is going to be bet somewhat comparable to an NBA Finals type of game. Matt, that's a, that's a good comparison. I think that's a fair comparison, especially given the Warriors' popularity in recent years, the Lakers' popularity throughout history. We're never at a loss for Lakers support uh, here in Las Vegas. So there's no doubt about it. And the fact that both of these teams with, you know, normally in, during the course of the season, you've got MVP candidates, right, in the, in the last few years between Steph Curry uh, for the Warriors and, of course, 
just LeBron. Now, LeBron missing too many games this year to be considered for that. However, what he means to the teams, uh, to the team, is everything. And with the Lakers healthy, with Anthony Davis and LeBron, uh, they are the team to beat in the West. And the and the uh, the odds uh, indicate that uh, the overall odds uh, for the uh, uh, for the Lakers to win it all. Uh, are a, just a little better than two to one, Matt. I mean, look, they are the Lakers, the defending champs. If they're healthy, uh, it's going to be it's going to be difficult to, to they're going to be a difficult out. Well, for bookmakers who couldn't set up any better, that's Wednesday night in the late game, yeah, uh, seven ten p.m. Golden State Warriors, L.A. Lakers, and uh, what do you have the number at currently on this? Because uh, I saw a much higher number. Last night than I see on the screen now. Yeah, we're at four and a half, Matt. It's uh, two points, a two-point move to the Warriors here. Uh, and, and again, uh, you know, maybe we opened it a little bit high, but anticipating Laker money. Now, as we get closer to tip-off, there'll be plenty of Laker money. It's been pretty one-sided so far uh, with the Warriors. Both of these teams coming in on, you know, playing playing decent, right, Matt? I mean, when you look at it, uh, what, six straight, eight of nine for the Warriors. Lakers won, what, five of six. So in good form right now and getting healthier, although Kelly Oubre is probably still out uh, for the Warriors. But as long as Steph Curry gets the ball in his hands, he's always dangerous, as, we, as we've seen with his score. Curry's been a one-man wrecking crew. You look at last night's box score. Warriors beat the Grizzlies 113-101. Curry played 40 minutes. You know he's going to play a heavy minutes against the Lakers in the play-in as well. He was 16 for 36 from the field, 9 of 22 from three. He also had nine assists in that game, 46 points. Uh, for the Warriors, and uh, they finished the season at 39-33. and 33. That's over their season win total. So a late push by the Warriors gets them over their win total. Yep. You get Stephen Curry, the NBA scoring title, and LeBron talked about um, his respect for Curry last night and how he would be the MVP. Curry scored 2,015 total points this season, 32 points per game. At age 33, Vinny, that's something that we haven't seen since Michael Jordan. Matt, I got to tell you, uh, when you, when you consider what, what the, the Warriors have gone through injury-wise the last few years, uh, this young man carrying them. At, but by the way, he's only 30. What 33? What, 33. What's it? Oh, it's just that's a old in NBA. No, term, it's huh? not. Are you kidding me? I was an old man a in the of NBA. Times. Yeah. Easy, but I think. Uh, I, I love the uh, I love the matchup. I love the respect. Uh, you're going to see a terrific game here, and uh, you hope that these two teams, from a business standpoint, that they, these two teams, you know, adv- they're going to advance here mm-hmm. and get through and get into the next several rounds too. Again, especially the Lakers, Matt. Always uh, thinking about it from a bookmaker. Oh well, listen, it's about business, Matt. It's, it's nothing personal. It's strictly it's business. business. That's it's right. business. That's right. LeBron's quote was, "We're playing, in my opinion." the MVP of our league this year. If Steph is not on Golden State's team, what are we looking at? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a legit question. Yep. There are different ways you can decide or determine the MVP, but <clears throat> the Warriors won 39 games with Curry. If they didn't have him, do they even win 20? Probably. Highly unlikely. Probably not. Maybe All right, let's bring in 22. Jeff Davis of Circus Sports, the uh, top, top golf and hockey odds maker over at Circus Sports. Follow him on Twitter at the junkyard and uh jeff how's it going today man uh good matt thanks you didn't bet the vegas golden knights last night did you and uh how did the book no i actually bet the minnesota wild uh, i was gonna nice. say the sharper <laughs> betters i know were on the wild taking the, on the plus side of that game yesterday obviously it was a sharp bet to play it under the total as well golden knights minus 150 favorites or so and they dropped that one nothing uh, to the wild in overtime in the opener, the total was five and a half. Jeff, did, uh, as a bookmaker, did you see a lot of Golden Knights action, or at the circuit were you seeing sharper action on the dog? 
there was really no wild action to, to speak of yesterday. We were kind of ahead of that number, knowing the number came out too high. Uh, we took nothing but Golden Knights money. Uh, you know, a lot of locals want to bet for the team that that they're rooting for. So yeah, that was a, that was a good decision for us yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, game two, uh, more of the same. Uh, we opened the number a bit low and. We're taking some night's money here and there, and it's slowly drifting up toward to where the market is. And I, I just can't really see it going much higher than it is right now. To Jeff's point, Matt, yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, the locals, uh, general public all over the Golden Knights, giving value to the Wild. And uh, more uh, more seasoned betters, uh, more sophisticated betters took the price with the Wild, a good team. And it was, as we know, they uh, they gave the Knights, the Golden Knights, fits this season. In fact, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, even though he played terrific last night, he's got a losing record overall against uh, against uh, the Wild. So credit the Wild there, but we're going to see plenty of Golden Knights money uh, with the uh, uh, with the rebound theory on the part of uh, especially locals here in Las Vegas, a lot of people like to bet the NHL and NBA playoffs with the zigzag yep. theory, right? So uh, Vegas drops game one. Jeff, I see as high as minus one seventy out there on Vegas in game two, and in its short history, Vegas has lost game one of a series three times and bounced back to win game two each time. Uh, what do you think might be different uh, with the way the Golden Knights play game two? Well, they they really came out and dominated the first period in game one, and you kind of felt like the fact that they didn't get anything in the first period, they go into intermission and you kind of thought things were going to change, and they did. The Wild really came into the game uh, early in the second period and played mostly even with the Golden Knights for the, you know, the remainder of the game, and they were the fortunate ones to come out on the winning end. But I would expect more of the same early from Vegas. I don't think they did a lot wrong early in the game uh, yesterday, and I would expect it to be the same. I would expect a big push. But that being said, it's not like the Wild are going to lay down because they they won the first game. So I would, you know, the price is going to be a little higher than it closed yesterday just solely because of the zigzag theory you spoke of. But, you know, I'm not really sure from a math perspective that's correct. Uh, I would think that if this number, if you can take 55 on the wild, if it gets there, that's probably a good bet for tomorrow. What about the adjusted series price? Well, would you be tempted to say, hey, this is a buy low spot on Vegas or not? Uh, get all the numbers last night. I came up with wild minus 120 uh, to win the series. That being said, I'm uh, I'm a little bit more wild heavy than the market seems mm-hmm. to be. And people I talk to seem to kind of be on the same train uh, Wild are a really good hockey team, and if Vegas at home, the home ice might be a little bit uh, put in too heavy into the number. So, yeah, I, as much as as you think the the Knights are a buy-low candidate, the price really isn't doing you any favors. I, I think laying a price on Vegas to win the series right now is probably – you're probably not doing yourself any favors. Yeah, especially if uh, we don't know about Pacioretty. Now, if we get word that Pacioretty is going to play tomorrow, obviously the number on the game is going to go up, and that's what folks are hoping for because what he does is make the, the lines, it, it, it's it's a lot more depth leading scorer, and of course it makes everybody, including Mark Stone, a lot better. But they're going up against a terrific goaltender. The Knights have terrific goaltending, but Cam Talbot was out. It's just good. Uh, just as good as Mark Andre Fleury yesterday. So to Jeff's point, I think uh, an adjusted series price is also going to depend on word about Pacioretty if he does come back uh, for Game Two. Talbot have 42 saves, fifth career Stanley Cup playoff shutout. Jeff, how about the Islanders and Penguins? 
with the Islanders taking uh, game one of that series, what sort of adjustments do you make for game two in the series there? Uh, really none. I, I, you know, I thought the Penguins were a little bit better than the Islanders. Uh, you know, the number of the Penguins laying a quarter, laying 30, the game kind of played to what the number was. Uh, the Islanders came out on top. Uh, supposedly Malkin is a game time decision for tomorrow. If he goes, maybe the number goes up a little bit. Uh, I think it's kind of right where it is now. I wouldn't expect a lot of movement. Uh, again, with a the zigzag theory, you would expect some Penguins money. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this, uh, from a bookmaking perspective, the the market is pretty spot on here, and the series price is right, the game number is right, and I really wouldn't expect much movement barring some crazy injury news that no one knows about. Yep, I would agree with Jeff there. Pens are going to get played tomorrow, given uh, all, all things being equal. All right, we got three games tonight, Boston, Washington uh, being one of those games. And also uh, Nashville, Carolina, St. Louis, Colorado. Biggest favorite on the board, no doubt about it. It's Colorado minus 310 at Circa. What's the price on those games here at South Point, Benny? We got uh, the Avalanche are $3, Matt. That's up 70 cents and climbing. By the way, it looks like Nathan McKinnon is probable for the Avs. Remember, he didn't finish uh, the uh, the regular season. He did play here in Vegas, did not play the last two games against L.A. Uh, and the uh, the Bruins up to $1.35 tonight. And the... Hurricanes down to 65. Jeff, where are you seeing the sharper money or any opinions that you have on those three games tonight? I'll tell you what. uh, We saw a move on Nashville early this morning at the same time as we saw a move on over. uh, And that came simultaneous to Alex Nedeljkovic being in the starter's crease and being named the starter uh, for Carolina. Uh, What's interesting is Nedeljkovic is the better of the two goalies in my opinion, uh, better than Peter Mrazek. Nadelkovic was incredible for Carolina down the stretch uh, over the last six weeks. Uh, I completely disagree with both of these moves. Uh, I think this game should be closer to 7 minus 75 in favor of Carolina. Uh, there's some value out there to be had. Uh, Carolina special teams, power play, and penalty kill, uh, probably the best in the league as a whole. Uh, Nashville really, really struggles on the power play. Uh, they don't have the depth to compete with Carolina. I, I just I don't think this game is priced correct. I don't think this series is priced correct. Uh, Saros is going to have to stand on his head in any, every game to give Nashville any chance to win any of these games. Hey, Jeff, in, in terms of the Bruins and the Caps game, with the move to the Bruins here, I think obviously the little bit of the zigzag uh, aspect with the public that Matt mentioned earlier, but also the goaltending situation for the Caps. They come out with a big win in game one, and uh, we're seeing – uh, a 20 cent move so far to the Bruins and climbing. How about you folks down at Circa? Yeah, the the same. We've seen some Bruins money uh, up through the minus 20s. Now we're at minus 31. Uh, a lot of it, I think, less zigzag and more. Uh, the market really just doesn't like Craig Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vitek Vanacek was actually quite good uh, for Washington down the stretch. And then he goes down. They bring in Craig Anderson, who's really you know, kind of at the tail end of his career, and he played good. Uh, market really doesn't like him. Uh, I, we haven't seen any Capitals interest to this point, and I would expect you probably have to go to the high 20s or plus 30 even uh, before you got a bite on Washington. All right, Jeff Davis, Assistant Sportsbook uh, Director over at the uh, Circus Sports, actually golf and uh, hockey odds maker. Jeff, let's talk PGA Championship. And... Uh, 
I see right now at Cirque, you've got Rory McIlroy as a favorite, right between 11 and 12 to 1 at plus 11.50. Looks like Justin, uh, John Rahm, second choice at 15 to 1. Justin Thomas at 16 to 1. You, have you taken any significant money on this tournament yet? What's your, what's your take on uh, what type of player you think uh, you would bet on to win or finish top 10? Uh, I've actually been pleasantly surprised with how much has been bet into this pool already since I got here this morning. Uh, you look at the top of the board, top like 10 guys or so. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is the only one who hasn't uh, taken a bet yet. And I wonder how much of that is, uh, to me, Bryson's big advantage is playing in courses where the rough is really deep just outside the fairway. He has these long clubs and his wedge and his nine iron as long as his five iron enabling him to generate so much more club head speed getting out of the rough than every other player on tour. And the fairways at Kiowa, the one, the one thing that might be easier for the players at Kiowa this weekend is the fairways are incredibly wide. And I, I don't know if, how much that helps or hurts Bryson, but the lack of the super penal rough is, it could be what they're looking at in terms of not betting Bryson. But uh, to your point, Matt, about, what type of player I watched some flyovers last night and it, it seemed like the greens are, uh, some of them are shallow. They're really undulated and a lot of shaved runoffs. Uh, some of them are kind of crowned. Uh, I think around the green is going to be really important. Um, and I think just the guys that can uh, who value par uh, par is going to be a really good score this week. All right, Jeff, we'll see you Tuesday night for our PGA League, man. Look forward to it down at Oasis Bar and Grill. Benny, you're not going to be there. I heard you're going to a retirement party for Art Man Terrace. Guys, retirement. We'll, we'll have a proxy. All right, okay. All right, hey, Jeff, thanks for the time, thanks, man. Jeff. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Circa does a great job uh, booking golf uh, as well as the South Point. So you are going to be involved in the league tomorrow. That's good well, news. I'm hoping. All right, we'll be back in a couple minutes. We're going to recap the uh, – Preakness and Bob Baffert's latest suspension. OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now let's get back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Vinny Maiulo. All right, thanks to uh, Jeff Davis, assistant sportsbook manager at Circus Sports, joining us in that first segment to talk uh, PGA and Stanley Cup playoffs. And uh, Vinny, I was looking over the picks put out by the VSIN experts mm-hmm. on the Preakness. Mm-hmm. And I was looking long and hard trying to find Rumbauer on the list, and uh, I didn't see it. Do Chris you know, Andrews. Did anyone at, uh, Chris Andrews had it? Chrissy. Chrissy had uh, the 10 uh, and, the, uh, and the 6. He had Concert Tour and Rumbauer uh, he, and on top in his uh, selections. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if anyone else had it. How about you? You didn't have uh, Rob I used them in uh, my exotics. Did? I did not have them on top. Uh, okay. I, I used uh, Keep Me In Mind and uh, Crowded Trade, uh, who, f- who ran fourth and uh, fifth, respectively. So. I bet uh, Midnight Bourbon across the board, horse finished second. So okay. I, I finished third in the Derby with uh, 
was it a Hard Rock Charlie, whatever it was. Remember that horse? I know you finished. Hot Rod Charlie. Hot Rod Charlie. Third in the Derby with Hot Rod Charlie. Second in the Preakness with uh, Midnight Bourbon. So I'm trending in the direction. Who do you like in the the Belmont, Belmont. Matt? I don't like a Bob Baffert horse. Uh, Bob Baffert was uh, suspended today by the New York uh, Racing Association. He cannot uh, run run horses at uh, any of the New York tracks. And that ban includes Belmont Park. The Belmont Stakes coming up on June 5th. All right, so that's the news today out of horse racing. Bob Baffert banned at Belmont. First, I'm going to get your take on the uh, Preakness and what transpired there because the Baffert horses faded down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, his uh, Medina Spirit did finish, finish, finish third. third, but got passed uh, for the know, first time in his but career. It, that was that was yeah. it, that was it, Matt. And you know what? I, I have to tell you, uh, Ron Bauer ran a terrific race, and uh, I, I thought it was. Here, here's what I'm encouraged by, Matt, because you know I'm, I'm a big horse racing fan. Um, the talk all week was about the scandal, we'll call it the scandal, the unfortunate uh, uh, of what happened with Bob Baffert and Medina's spirit. Uh, I will tell you this, there was, there was almost $69 million bet on the Preakness nationally. So, uh, in fact, on the Pimlico card nationally, it was 100, over $113 million bet on the card, which I believe is a new record. I think uh, it exceeded the... Uh, uh, the 2019 record of uh, 99 million. So that that's good. That's encouraging. Uh, you know, here in the state of Nevada, where there's still a dispute going on with the uh, uh, Churchill Downs tracks, unfortunately, uh, Nevada uh, did uh, did over two million dollars uh, on uh, on Pimlico, on the Pimlico card. So uh, encouraged by that. You know, the thing about it was people they. Either they took the approach, almost like the Dallas Cowboys. We've been talking about the Dallas Cowboys playing in Week One of uh, of the of the NFL season against Tampa Bay. You either love to 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 bet on Baffert or you love to bet against him. And more folks uh, took a uh, took a stand against him this time. And there was actually more of an interest too on his on the ten horse concert tour uh, in in the race as well. So, uh, but I'm encouraged by the fact that look, people still. Uh, gravitated to the sport, uh, and I think this is an important position too that uh, that Belmont has taken because it, you can't have a sport tainted uh, by these types of things. It doesn't do it any good. A lot of people have turned against Bob Baffert recently. That's for sure. Well, he's, he's his explanations during the week. I don't think helped us. I think that that might have done more damage than the actual positive test, Matt. Well, you talked about urinating on the hay. Taking uh, he was drinking cough medicine and the horse ate the hay. That's one of the lamest excuses I've ever heard in my life and anything. I, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think, again. Where do you come up with that? Well, ask Bob Baffert. <laughs> again, the fact. And then the story kind of changes the well, next yeah. day. It's something yeah. else. So, yeah, Bob Baffert's definitely lost some credibility. Hey, there was a national champion crowned yesterday, Benny. FCS college football. Sam Houston State rallies to beat South Dakota State 23-21. In the FCS championship game, stayed under the total of 48.5. Sam Houston stayed about plus $2 as a dog on the money line, plus 6 for the game. And I uh, had to convert the Bearcats with a K. I had to convert two fourth downs on the game-winning drive to beat the Jackrabbits. How about this, Matt? We, we needed Sam Houston State. This game opened four. It laid it all the way up to six. So tip our caps to the, uh, to the folks from Sam Houston State. Football, now we get ready for the, the new season. 
Pretty well, soon. And don't forget, Chris Andrews here at the yeah, South Point right. Sportsbook is going to college football games of the year this Friday. Do we have an estimated time of arrival for the Lions on uh, Friday? Not an exact time. It'll be early afternoon, though, I'm confident. All right. Get out of here to the South Point on Friday if you love to bet college football openers. Back in a couple minutes, my guys in the desert. on vcin.com every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of vets and money are being placed on each game check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge and of course we have all the odds data and analysis for every game as well start your next sports bet at vcin.com now back to my guys in the desert with matt humans and Vinny mayulo Vinny, let's talk baseball you ready? Let's do it, Matt. Baseball betting here. We uh, start with the Giants and the Reds in Cincinnati. Logan Webb against Sonny Gray. Give us a price. We got uh, the Reds uh, with Sonny Gray, Matt. A dollar forty-five on the opener, down to a dollar thirty-three. So the the Giants getting uh, getting the uh, betting attention so far today. Uh, this total sitting right now at eight flat. They did bet it under just for about five cents worth, and uh, the Reds plus one fifty on the uh, on the run line to win this game by two or more. At the 40-game mark here, the Giants are 24-16. and 16. They did burn some betters over the weekend. I saw a mm-hmm. lot of complaining on Twitter when they blew a 4-0 lead to the Pirates, and I think that uh, that beat some parlay betters uh, yeah, who, they, the, who played the Giants against the Bucks. Well, we, you know, Matt, remember we talked going into the season that we would need the Bucks on a pretty regular basis. The mm-hmm. first, what, 10 days, yeah. maybe even two weeks, uh, the Bucks overachieved, but uh, th- that move the other day was not as much a move, uh, a, a bet on the Giants. It was a bet against uh, the Pirates, and there are teams that are a bet against. And when uh, when folks look at certain teams, I hate to say that, uh, given uh, uh, the support of uh, the Pittsburgh uh, teams here, particularly here at the South Point. But it's unfortunately, a business, it's not personal. That's not personal. There you go, Matt. You see, you're getting it. Attaboy. I Logan like that. Webb struck out 10 in his last start against the uh, Rangers of six days ago. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Lo- Logan Webb at this plus 123 price. He is facing a Reds offense averaging 5.4 runs per game. That's mm-hmm. the best mark in baseball. They can 5.4 hit. per game the Reds can hit. Uh, I'm looking at Logan Webb, thinking about that as a possible dog play today. How about your Mets in the Atlanta Braves? The Mets just got swept at the trop right. by the Rays. Tawan Walker opposes... Max Freed, the lefty, and the Braves are uh, significant favorites. Yeah, dollar fifty-eight, Matt. Uh, this is uh, this is a big move uh, to the Braves here again. They opened a dollar twenty-five. Not that the Braves are, are lighting it up and having a terrific season so far, but they're much healthier than the Mets too. Let's remember this: uh, the Mets lose Conforto and uh, McNeil yesterday. I doubt they're going to be in the lineup today. Um, mm-hmm. Met pitching was was awful. The bullpen was was atrocious. Uh, for them, uh, they had a two nothing lead going into the eighth inning on Friday night. Looked like uh, they were going to prevail and maybe start the weekend off right and win their eighth straight. Did not happen, uh, and then uh, the pitching just uh, 
uh, fell apart uh, on Saturday and Sunday as well. But the Braves getting betting attention here from 7.5 to 8. Uh, so it's about the Braves and over tonight. I talked about the uh, Reds averaging 5.4 per game. Mm-hmm. The Mets, 3.5 runs per game. That's 28th in MLB. Matt, I think their, their average is decent, uh, but their hitting with runners in scoring position is atrocious. They cannot take advantage uh, and, and make no adjustments either. I know this is going to sound old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and second, nobody out, and it's just continue to swing away. I guess that's the analytics uh, 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 trend uh, these, uh, these days, uh, but uh, there's nothing wrong if you're trying to if you're trying to get out of a funk and try to get out of, of a scoring funk. Mm-hmm. Try something a little different. You know, in my opinion, small ball, but doesn't happen. It's not I just think, the Mets, though. I think it's absurd for the Mets to be even money to win the National League East. We're seeing that price up at DraftKings right now. Mets even money. Braves two to one. Phillies plus three seventy five. Give me the Braves all day at two to one. Yeah. I just talked about the Mets scoring three point five runs per game. We'll say this: Tawan Walker. Has been pretty good. Opponents have hit 170 against him, so he's in mm-hmm. the top five in the National League in that category. And as far as this game tonight, we don't know if Ronald Acuna is going to play for the Braves. He injured an ankle on Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, he did return yesterday, but he uh, struck out in a pinch hit appearance. He's got 12 home runs. Let me uh, look and get an update, Matt. I did see one before would, we came would, on the air that he was probable uh, yeah, Acuna I would, today. I would but think since he pinch hit yesterday, yeah. he's probable today, but yeah. I have not seen confirmation yep. he's actually going to play. I haven't seen the lineup yet, but uh, it does look like uh, he is still probable, Matt. So I'd have to assume. But well, the Braves are healthier than the Mets, that's for sure, right now. To your point uh, uh, about uh, uh, for the Mets for pitching-wise, with Walker going tonight, he's been their best pitcher uh, outside of DeGrom. Of course, DeGrom missed his last start. So uh, we'll see what uh, what Walker does. To see if the, uh, he can get the Mets back on track. You're going to get a good price on him, almost 3-2. Uh, to two. Nationals and Cubs at Wrigley. John Lester, Adbert Alzale for the Cubs. And uh, the Cubs... Uh, also, about a buck fifty, buck sixty favorites. Yeah, I just went to a dollar fifty-five, Matt, uh, as we speak <clears> here. So uh, this is a game uh, where the Cubs are. Uh, this is a fifteen-cent move to the Cubs here. Lester coming back uh, to uh, to the friendly confines, and uh, this total sitting at eight right now. Uh, did uh, believe it or not, this game got bet under, Matt. We did open at eight over, uh, and the Cubbies plus one thirty on the run line. John Lester returns to Chicago. Yeah. with Kyle Schwarber, a couple mm-hmm. of. Uh, Former Cubs stars on that World Series team back in town. Um, not sure what to make of this matchup myself. You know, the Cubs have played 15 one run games this season. They're 8 and 7 in those games. Yeah. No. Matt, you know what? Taking advantage. If you can win close games, that sets you up uh, very well uh, as you get into the uh, the dog days and into the stretch run. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. I guess if you believe in John Lester facing his former team, you'd take the plus 145. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bite on that game. Tim Neverett is going to be in studio with us in the second hour. He's the uh, play-by-play guy on radio and TV for the L.A. Dodgers. He's got this series off. D-backs and Dodgers go tonight. Matt Bum against Walker Bueller. Yeah, and uh, I don't think this will surprise anybody. Dodgers, Matt, we talked about it. No matter what their record is, they still get betting attention. They laid $2 uh, on the on the opening number here with the Dodgers. And, again, I think this is as, as much a bet against the D-backs as well. Uh, game now sitting at 210. The total on it, 7 under, we did open it uh, at uh, seven uh, over, uh, slightly favored. Uh, and the Dodgers, only even money uh, on, the, on the run line right now, Matt. We, they took uh, plus 105 with the Dodgers early. 
Matt Bum, a 0.72 ERA in his last four starts. That's two earned runs over his last 25 innings. Mm-hmm. But the D-backs 3-9 and nine in their past 12 games. Let's go to uh, the Padres game, wrap up the National League tonight. Rockies and Padres at Petco, John Ray, excuse me, John Gray and you, yes. Darvish. And Darvish, uh, more than a $2 favorite at several books, six and a half for the total. Yeah, Matt, this one's 210 as well, uh, right uh, right up there with the Dodgers here at South Point. Uh, 210 are the Padres here. Uh, they laid everything from $1.80 right up to 210, six and a half. Lowest total on the board today. And the uh, Padres, you can still get plus a dime if you think they can cover the run line. John Gray has been bombed in two starts on the road this season, allowed seven earned runs and ten innings. The Padres actually had an impressive weekend sweep of the Cardinals. They've won six of the past seven. And we take a break. Randy McKay is in the bullpen warming up. Professional sports better is going to join us next. The sharpest gambler to ever come out of North Dakota. <laughs> next on My Guys in the Desert. OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now let's get back to my guys in the desert with Matt Eumanns, Vinny Maiulo, and now in the studio, Randy McKay. All right. I always say the sharpest gambler ever to come out of North Dakota, and our producer, Matt, never laughed, and he said, does he have any competition? There's got to be a lot of sharp gamblers come out of North Dakota, right? Well, you got to remember, Kenny Rogers has been in North Dakota. He didn't come out of North Dakota. He's not from there. Bill Hickok, he's been in North Dakota. <laughs> he played some cards. Mostly in South Dakota, though. He played cards, That's didn't right. he? There's a lot of gamblers come out of Deadwood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did uh, uh, Phil Jackson, did he ever play cards up there? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he did just about everything up there. I mean, he's at North Dakota. you got to keep busy during the winter, and everybody plays cards. There you go. They're not as sharp as Randy McKay, though. Follow him on Twitter at RR39, and uh, you should put your po- hockey plays up there during the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, sure. I'll start okay. posting them. Right. I got a few uh, few today, and uh, I'll have more as the uh, playoffs go. I know you had a winner yesterday. I, th- I think you did. I know Lou Finicaro had the wild uh, plus 140 yesterday. I don't know if you were on that side as well, were you? I had a small bet on that, and I also the big bet I had yesterday was on the Islanders. And I might come back with the Islanders in game two. I, just the way they play playoff hockey, you almost got to take them. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's uh, struggling in net. And, uh, you know, the only thing you got to worry about with the Penguins, of course, Crosby can have a big game and, uh, and beat you out of that bet. But uh, the Islanders are a steady playoff team. And just about any time you get a nice little plus with them, you almost got to take them. Yeah, that game's tomorrow, game two of that series, Islanders and Penguins and Pittsburgh. I know Chris Andrews really upset yesterday that NBC switched to the Vegas game and he couldn't watch the end of the Penguins game. He missed the Islanders game-winning goal, Vinny. I had actually yeah. people calling me. Like, I'm the you know program director at NBC. Hey, what's going on? They went to say, they went, they, I think they were on NBC Sports. I think they you could still catch the end of the game. But, yeah, I know it was 
a little bizarre the way they handle that. They should have just shifted it over and had both networks going, just put one on one and the other. Uh, I don't know. Road teams pick up wins yesterday, the uh, Minnesota Wild and New York Islanders. Yeah. Let's talk about tonight's games with Randy McKay. We're going to start with uh, Boston and Washington. This is a 4.30 p.m. Pacific start. And uh, the Bruins favored on the road against the Caps. Randy, a total of five and a half. And it looks like right now it's mostly 135. I'll call the number yep. 135 for Boston. I laid 125 earlier. Great But the better way to go now rather than laying 140 would be take either, I think there's some plus 115 and some plus 110 for the series. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's probably a better angle to go than game two here because uh, my belief is uh, Anderson is going to be their goalie. He's going to wear out. Um, he's a 39-year-old journeyman. He's been good. He was good early in his career, and he carried a lot of bad teams. But as the series goes, he's going to wear out. Uh, I think the perfection line will get it done. Uh, they control the faceoffs pretty well with Bergeron. Now they got Taylor Hall, too. And uh, that'll help the Bruins. And also the Bruins are better in net, and they're a better defensive team. So I think eventually that's going to take its toll, and Boston will uh, advance. Since Randy came in, oh, another five cents, man. It just went to a dollar forty on the uh, on the Bruins. So you like the Bruins on the series price? You think that's a better bet right now? Right now is a better bet, I believe. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to Nashville and Carolina. Benny, what do you have? Well, yeah, we're at a dollar sixty-five here on the Hurricanes, Matt, which is a twenty-cent move to the Predators here. Um, I'm a little surprised. I have to believe that we'll get some Hurricane money uh, by the time the puck drops uh, at about five ten Pacific time today. Uh, especially, uh, general public will be, I think, on the home side here on the favorite. So a dollar eighty-five down to a dollar sixty-five, five uh, under thirty-five. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, five and a half under 35 for the uh, total. Randy, what's your analysis on uh, Nashville, Carolina? All right, uh, Carolina dominated the series pretty good here, six, six and two against uh, the Nashville Predators. This line dipped a little bit uh, this morning, so I I dipped in a little bit myself. I took a minus 150. Uh, right now, I'd only like uh, recommended in a parlay, and I would parlay with the next game, which I'll talk about. Um, Nashville was able to beat like the small competition or the lower competition teams. When they stepped up and played Carolina or Tampa Bay or some of these, even Florida, they they usually get beat. I mean, they got beat all year against those teams. Soros, for uh, Nashville to win, Soros has to really step step on his head and, and uh, dominate the game. Uh, they, their defense is decent, but I don't think they're getting, getting any goal scoring against Carolina. And the big question was uh, that Slavin, the best defenseman, was out for Carolina. I think that was for the dip, but all the reports I got, I think he's in. So I definitely favor Carolina in this matchup today. Vinny, uh, Jeff Davis from Circus Sports is on with us. He talked about the goaltender announcement, and he thought that was a reason for the move. Yeah, I don't, you know, Matt, I, I, and that makes sense. I think Jeff uh, Jeff uh, made, a, made a good point there, but I just don't, uh, again, I'm, I'm surprised that there's been a 20-cent move uh, to the Predators here. Uh, given given the Canes uh, and the season they had, and uh, to Randy's point, the public knows how they. I know the, the playoffs are a different animal, uh, but the fact of the matter is, uh, they did have success all year against the Predators. So, uh, again, I, I think we'll see plenty of Hurricanes money as we uh, get pu- uh, closer to puck drop. All right, the third game uh, tonight, 
7 p.m. Pacific uh, puck drop is uh, Blues and Avalanche in Colorado. And Vinny, the, uh, mm. by far the biggest favorite on the board is Colorado. Just went up another 10 cents, Matt. <laughs> 320 Avalanche. Uh, this is a game. They opened 230. And again, uh, that was uh, on the overnight uh, the other day going into this. It's just been a steady stream of Avalanche money here. It looks like uh, Nathan McKinnon, their center, is going to play in this game. And that's a that's a uh, makes a, a huge difference. Now for the Blues, they've got some injuries. We got to get a, a clear cut uh, update on uh, Perron uh, for for the Blues. I don't think he's going to be able to play tonight. But uh, the Avalanche, boy, I'll tell you, Norm McKinnon in the last two games, they didn't need him against the uh, uh, the uh, Kings, but they certainly needed him in that third to last game on Las Vegas Boulevard against the Golden Knights, which mm-hmm. gave him the division. Randy uh, Blues Avalanche, how do you look at this one? And going back to that game, I'm still baffled why Pete DeBoer wouldn't have played Flurry in that game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't, I don't know what he was thinking. But uh, as far as the series uh, goes here, uh, Colorado one uh, was five and three against St. Louis, which uh, to me, I think there's some value here. I think uh, the Blues will get a couple games in the series. Mm-hmm. So at this plus two, uh, there's actually some two seventy five offshore. I definitely think that's worth a. Uh, a little shot, and there's definitely some value on the puck line. You can get uh, there's some plus one and a half, plus tens out there. Yeah. And people, you got to remember, hockey is a five percent more variant sport than the uh, the mainline basketball or football. There's five percent more variance with the puck luck. So you see a lot more of these dogs come in. I mean, just think of Miracle on Ice for one example. I mean, there's lots of those type things, and you see it every year in the playoffs. And uh, St. Louis has been tough against Colorado, and Be- and they got a good uh, goalie in Bennington. So I definitely think they'll hang in there, and I, I I believe they'll get two games against them, if not give them all the way to game seven. And tonight's game, I see a plus 280 out there in the Vegas market right now on the Blues. That's uh-huh. a big price on the Blues. You're talking about puck luck. How about yesterday's wild Golden Knights game? Vegas had so many scoring chances in the first period, couldn't get one in, and then Minnesota scores the game winner in overtime on mm-hmm. a puck that was deflected uh, by the Knights in front of mm-hmm. uh, Flurry. Just it was, it was kind of a lucky goal. Yeah. Yes, some hockey games, uh, the easiest thing it is to score a goal, and some some games it's the hardest thing yeah. to score. I mean, it seems like these playoff games, of course, it tightens up and it's hard to score. But then we got some games coming up, probably with Florida and Tampa, and some of these Canadian teams that are going to be really high-scoring games too. So you just see different different games go as the playoffs, and that's what kind of makes it unique, especially this year with all the matchups being the same. All right, so you talked about Islanders Penguins. Your play for Game Two is going to be what? I'll probably come back with the Islanders mm-hmm. uh, at the plus price there. Um, I had a loser last night on Florida, and I really like them again. If uh, hopefully Quinville makes the right move and puts uh, the Dredger in there instead of uh, uh, Burbrowski. Burbrowski is like one of my least favorite goalies from Russia. He's no, like I said before, he's no Nikolai Habibulin. If you guys remember yes, him, of course. And. Uh, I actually kind of like Vegas to come back in the series price here for the locals. I mean, there's some minus 110 out there. And I refer to Minnesota's goalie as Cam Toilet over the years. <laughs> and the reason I call him that is he's a journeyman. He's one of the best. He's probably the best ever player from Alabama Huntsville. But uh, <laughs> he'll never, he won't play this kind of good game again. And he'll wear out. And their defense is going to wear out. You know, Reeves. Carrier 
and uh, Kosar made some big hits on those defense, small defensemen for Minnesota, and I think their defense is going to wear out throughout the series. So I, I like the Knights coming back here a little bit. That's Can, an interesting way to look at it. So Cam Toilet had 42 saves yesterday. Yes, he did. Yeah. When you think the Knights, so you would play the Knights at uh, is minus 110, the best number you see on the adjusted series price? That's the best That's a, I was yeah. searching for today, yes. Pick them, and uh, particularly if they get – uh, Max Patcher ready back. I think that's uh, that's going to be uh, which he figures to come back. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but uh, indications are that he may be back. Whether it's tomorrow or not is another story. All right, that's Randy McKay, professional sports better out of North Dakota. You're in Vegas for the week. You're walking around lucky. He hit the winner in the NASCAR race yesterday. What do you have? At sixteen to one on Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. Very that was a pretty nice. big score. My guy, uh, NASCAR Dave. Cohen, my good friend from back home, he studies studies it. He watches all the practices and everything else. And uh, yeah, he also went five out of six on the matchup. So it was uh, it made for a good uh, a good figures uh, coming up this week. So yeah, that was that was nice. Look at that smile, Benny. <laughs> Another winner. Hey, he's going to hit the casino and try to take some of Michael Gon's money home with that him. South Point shirt on. Uh, look at that. Doesn't looks usually, like he's on staff. That doesn't usually happen very often. Get to I, the dice table. Come I've on. been a little unlucky here over the years, but uh, sometimes I've been lucky too. But uh, they're giving away uh, free gas for your points. So pretty big promotion Always here. Always looking so. for an edge. We'll be back. <laughs> hour number two, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> 